Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Happy Monday or whatever day of the week. I say the same thing. I need a new intro, really. Like, what if you're not listening to this on Monday when it's released? What if you're listening to this on, like, Saturday? Should I say happy Saturday? Because Saturdays are great days. What's your favorite day of the week? Mine's Friday because I, you know, in your brain, you have, you know you have to get through that day of work. But then in your brain, you're like, well, I got two days ahead of me of freedom because Saturday you're thinking, well, my weekend's half over, and then you're thinking of Sunday, which is the poopy day, because Sunday, you still technically get to relax, but you're thinking of all the things you got to do to prep for the week, and it's just like, meh. So I actually don't like Sunday. I'd rather, I prefer Monday over Sunday, to be honest, because Monday's closer to Friday. But my favorite day of the week is definitely Friday. Absolutely. Why we released episodes on Mondays, I don't really know. But we do, and here we are. So, you know. Just living, living our best lives. Um, anything exciting that has happened this week? Oh, I'm training my dog for anxiety training. I brought her to the vet there, and uh, Ozzy's are really anxious dogs, but Hazel's really anxious, like very, very anxious overall to begin with. And so he was like, "Yeah, don't take him to dog, don't take her to dog parks because there's bullies at dog parks." But like, get her accustomed to the sounds and people and things around the world because the world's not going to stop for her and I'm like facts (laughs) so he was like take her to Canadian Tire where like there's noises and people and in Canada here we can bring dogs into Canadian Tire so uh brought her to Canadian Tire the other day walked around she was like terrified of the buggies but you know it's fine um so I'm gonna take her again today there to to get her accustomed and maybe a little bit less anxious because she's terrified of everything. <laughs> oh, poor puppy. Um, that's my, um, yeah, that's that's about it. But I'm super excited for today's guest. Um, Valerie is a marriage and ther marriage, um, marriage and relationship therapist counselor. Um, she's also a coach, um, and I'm really excited to chat with her. Um, she has a lot of insight. She loves to help people feel loved um which I love that (laughs) um she helps people find love she helps people being like if you're single she helps with mental health and communication and like self-discovery she basically she's like a superhero which is which is great um so I'm super excited to chat with her and she's actually in the waiting room so let's get her on Valerie, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Um, thank you for taking time out of your evening to chat with me. Sure. Where, where, where are you anyway? I am in a little place called Alameda, California, which is a little island right next to San Francisco in the San Francisco Bay. Oh, so is it like really warm there then? Well, <laughs> it's 
It's a balmy 70 degrees today, which is a little warmer than usual, but um, I think I know where you are, so. <laughs> you can have my uh, seven feet of snow if you want some. A Northern California winter is a, it's a, it's a pretty nice, pretty nice. <laughs> I was going to say, we've had snow days the last two days of bus cancellations because of the snow, so you can have some if you really want. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh, no. What are green? What are Christmases like when they're green? Ooh, well, well, I've gone. Home, I, I've gone back to um, Connecticut, New York, is where I'm from. So okay. I've had a lot of white Christmases. We've also done a few like um, like Miami Christmases, Ooh. which are real fun. But um, a Northern California Christmas, like. Yeah, it's just, you know, you might be playing your favorite sport before or after dinner. Or you go for a little hike, you go for a little walk on the beach. As if, as if. That's so funny. Thanksgiving is, like, of course there's years that it's cold. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving can pretty be pretty awesome in that way, too. That, oh, let's just go for, like, a little walk. They're just our food. A little hike. That's that's so. amazing. I can't even imagine that. Your guys' Thanksgiving's later than ours, though. Yours is in, like, November, I think. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when mm-hmm. us, ours is in the first, like, the first weekend of October. So, our, it's still nice when we have our Thanksgiving, too. But... Christmas, sure. Christmas, not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, so I kind of did a little preview right before you kind of jumped on here with me. Um, but mm-hmm. I would love it if you could tell me your story. Tell me everything. Like, how did you become the way you are and like become a coach and help couples and all of that stuff? Tell me everything. Sure. Well, if you're into like Enneagrams or uh, personality types, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, I'm like totally, I did everything in my track, like suggested uh, careers. Um, I was a social worker and I was like a a little baby minister, like at only like 20 something years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lived a couple lives already. Um, And yeah, in my, in my last job, um, I knew that was kind of coming to an end and I thought, what's the part that I I love the most about this? And it was really the one-on-one work with people and Mm -hmm. helping them um, with a lot of the concrete things um, to just communicate better and figure themselves out and figure out their mental health. And so I said, oh, okay, so this is the time. Let me go get, let me go back to school. And so then that, that set me on my journey um, to being a marriage and family therapist. And then, um, I've done that for quite a number of years. And I've, I've recently added coaching because I wanted to expand outside of that. I wanted to reach more people. I wanted to start uh, kind of doing some, because coaching affords you a little bit of a different relationship, a little bit more um, freedom in some of the expression. Mm. And uh, it's also oriented just a little bit, right? Where uh, coaching is very focused on action and learning new skills. And, um, for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of how I got here. And I also joke, if you see on my website, I joke that um, my um, my degree <laughs> saved our marriage. So yeah. uh, that's a why, like I like, oh wow, like everyone needs to learn this stuff. Where where is it that we get taught how to be in relationships? And we don't. To, we don't. It's literally through it's trial like, and error. <laughs> it's what we saw our parents or maybe our aunts and uncles but then if you know that wasn't healthy or sometimes I have clients whose parents seemingly are quite happy or stable but they never saw anything they saw no fighting yeah they saw no maybe they saw some affection but nothing about how to actually do it mm-hmm. and so I feel like I'm on a little mission to just get 
all that stuff that we know and we use in couples counseling or therapy and just get it into people's hands, bite-sized pieces that you can actually apply to your life. And it doesn't have to be so, it doesn't always have to be hard. It can actually also be fun. I love that so much because you're right. Like we don't learn about it at all. (laughs) Like we don't know what to do when, like, I remember when, when I first got dumped the very first time, I, I, didn't get into a relationship till I was like 19 first year university but like the first time I was dumped like I didn't know how to deal with that like it was a hot mess nobody teaches you how to do that like nobody teaches you what to do when you fall in love like any of that stuff and so I I really appreciate how you kind of just help people with that yeah I want to relieve some suffering and create some more um create some more ease in life and more Mm -hmm. love because I think most most of us have that deep deep desire to be loved to be seen i was speaking to a client today about just truly being seen i want to be known i want someone to go like i knew you were like i knew this was how you were going to react or you know um i know this about you so i knew that this was how you were going to feel like just to be seen and known is such a need of ours so for sure how long have you and your husband been together we just celebrated 16 years of marriage What's the secret yeah. to being together that long? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know I know. I set you with, like, some questions I wanted to talk to, and this was not on the list, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know what? Someone asked me, and I was like, you know what? I'm going, I'm going on this podcast, so I probably should ask that. You know, it's a – are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes, yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Not a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> word is like it's it's really appropriate sometimes it's a lot of work and that is not portrayed anywhere in right like our um romantic comedies or novels or all right we just see and it's almost cliche but it's so true that we don't so it's very complicated but i'll say that i think humor like we use a lot of humor even just even just before this i was like this man is really getting me upset (laughs) about some he's really not communicating well and now i have to go calm myself down and then you know he's just uh he's just making jokes after i'm like okay but you like apologizing is okay as well like you know you're you're like i'm so low-key mad at you Because I know him. Actually, actually, in one phase of our relationship, I had to tell him, less charm, more change. That was my slogan for that season. I like that. Because I was like, wait a minute, I am getting charmed. Oh, no, sir. I know what you're trying to do. No, this is not going to work. I need change. No more charm. Uh, so <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. So it, it, does, it does help when one of the partners uh, – actually, I was joking with a friend who's kind of a healer as well. It's like, yep, you want to have a great relationship. You need to marry someone that's – or be with someone that's a healer. But, I mean, you don't have to go that far. It's just a little bit of emotional intelligence, right? So I think we both sort of see, see life in kind of similar ways. We both kind of had similar destinations. We use a lot of um, – we lose a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think I got one of the best – compliments ever when um I was just hanging out with some some like newer girlfriends yeah and they're like so many years have you have you all been together and I told them and they were like wow because like I would have thought you guys were like newlyweds Aww. so I was like oh that's right some of that new relationship energy yeah uh, but that's a lot of work I, w- I will say that it, I don't think it's just the luck of the draw or um and how like how do you still stay in that kind of like honeymoon new couple phase yeah. Is it literally just like laughing and having fun? 
I mean, that, you know, sex, um, adventure. I think having, so, so I, I mean, I'm very, um, what should I say? I'm very clear about this. Like at about year 10, I, on our 10th anniversary, I was like, we were, we were waiting for our table at dinner and we were going through a very hard time. And I was like, you know what? It should be so poetic if we broke up on our 10th anniversary. And he was like, oh, this woman has gone mad. Uh, but we were, we, I mean, we almost divorced because there were just some things that we could not work out. We couldn't work around. And I was pushing like, okay, I feel like I've done all the compromising I can. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just couldn't like, this is not like, I'm too sad about this. Yeah. This just isn't working. And I was pushing for him to either like, you know, say, okay, yes, I can do that now. Uh, Cause I, I knew there were some fears on, on his end or like, no, yeah, you're right. We, we gave it a great try. We had some great years. Uh, so I was pushing for that. So yeah, we had to do our hard work, right? I, I think that's actually a really great point that you bring up. If there's some stuff underneath that is not getting worked out, if there's resentments, if there is some stuff, right? Like we live in a patriarchal society and that there's some, there's some real unfair stuff Mm -hmm. that is put on women. And so, right, like division of labor or expectations about bodies with all, all that, if that's not getting dealt with, or your partner's just not listening or communicating well, doesn't like have some bad habits that are damaging you, you, I don't know that you can get that. So, so it really is doing, it's all about going back and doing that work. So I think we've, we've gotten through that part and done that hard work. Is it, to do is it important it. to do the work together or like to um, separate as well? So this is a hot take. I think. <laughs> and I'm gonna it just kind of came to me <laughs> as you were talking. <laughs> this is a hot take because, okay, there's research that like, obviously you can't and if you go to therapy and the therapist will say like i can't i can't do couples therapy with just you in the room so we're stuck yeah but i do see it a little bit differently in that and i've watched it happen with so many clients that there's so many equations going into is a relationship working sometimes it's just money sometimes it's like family in-laws yeah. <laughs> like you know just a pandemic so there, and then there's like his contribution or her contribution <laughs> or his contribution, right? There's another, no, there's the kids or wh- yeah. whatever it may be, people's jobs. I had a client who like, there was a boss from hell that was really, um, the, the, the spouse couldn't, you know, couldn't really manage that relationship. And it was a real difficult thing. Right. So, so I like to work on one side of the equation at the time, at a time, I think, because it's a lot to be in, in, right. Couples counseling, people usually wait an average of six years too late. Wow. Yeah. So I also want to make, I want to, I want to give people, especially like straight men, a good, a good experience with just like, Hey, let's learn this skill. So that therapy or coaching doesn't seem as scary mm-hmm. and as like, this is going to hurt. I'd rather get all my teeth pulled out, like pull out all my toenails, just take them, uh, then go to therapy, right? Yeah. So, and also we can front load. I want to front load, right? If you if you, if you you can validate your, your partner, if you can actually listen to understand, uh, if, you, if you do have some empathy, 
a lot of stuff we, you don't even like you won't even get there you won't even you won't even get to that place so that's why i'm trying to front load that so yes i think you can go you can work on your own stuff there's probably triggers from your past right your sure. your um your skills you learning better communication skills you learning better to understand yourself so a marriage and family therapist we learn a lot about systems so i always say like hey your relationship is my client and and that's what you you've brought to me and i'm just trying to figure out how how y'all are <laughs> making this thing spin right yeah and so so i i'm a i'm a firm believer that yes if one person goes and then at least they have they have um like the, they can make a decision yeah they can make a decision and they have like more tools too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure you mentioned yeah. something you mentioned something um just now as you were talking about when somebody's not really like truly listening so that's happened to me a couple of times in previous relationships where like you could be talking and like I know people complain about this all the time but like the other person just sitting there and like is on their phone when they're you're like trying to tell a story like it could be literally like the most nothing story but you just want to tell somebody and like the other person is not listening like just pretend to listen to me for a second right like or even and then when you're talking about something serious like they're you think they're listening but like they're really not listening like how do you kind of work through that or is that just something that you think can't get worked through oh no i think it is vital so i'll reference the gottman institute a lot because they are they've done a lot of work they 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 can predict like breakup or divorce i don't always want to just talk about marriage right but breakup um like with 90% accuracy after like five minutes of observing a couple, it's wild wow. because they have the four, the four horsemen of the, of the apocalypse, right. Of divorce. Um, so they, they, <laughs> they got participants to actually sign up for like a weekend retreat in Northern California, looking at the beautiful water and they just watched and coded people's behavior. And so they talk about bids of connection, which is, uh, which is, which is a really great skill to learn. This is something, Hey listeners, this is something that you can do today that is going to, the little things and the Gottman's actually talk about do little things mm-hmm. often. Uh, they noticed, um, you know, one of the partners say, Oh, look at that boat, honey. And then they watch to see the connection. And so the, the, the responses ranged from, uh, Oh, that's nice to like, Oh, the person getting up and looking to, um, just completely ignoring the person, which feels so sad. Like I'm a sensitive person. That's sad. And then, or to be like, why are you bothering me? If it was a real negative, like what is wrong with you? Right. Why are you bothering me? That's stupid. I think I've seen every one of those four things happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) So a really powerful thing. If you think about it, this is your partner, no matter how trivial it is, they're wanting to connect with you. They're wanting you to see what they're seeing. They want you to experience something that they're experiencing and so i think that this if we all just did this just our whole level of relationship (laughs) health and safety would go up like all all boats with a rising tide right is just to accept that bid my i mean and and listen i've been through this (laughs) my husband used to do like the family guy stewie thing like like vow vow babe 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 babe, (laughs) that's me all the way across the house I would think something's like really wrong in the beginning and I'd I'd stop what I'm doing and jump around and and, and go and rush and then yep what's wrong hi (laughs) that's me 
just talk to me. I just want attention. <laughs> so we did that, right? So another one of my of my banner uh, <laughs> my banners is I'm bringing d- direct communication back. Let's make it. Let's bring it back. <laughs> direct communication. Ask for what you want. So now yeah. we do say that, like. I need some attention because I'm like, why are you being so annoying right now? It's like, <laughs> I just need some attention. And so then we can, it's, it's like a little funny code, right. That we use to say like, like, okay, I just need some attention. It, it's really helping with the self-awareness, mm-hmm. right. And asking for what you need and just kind of giving your partner a, a chance to connect to that. Right. I like how so a, a man, I like how your husband mm-hmm. is literally me. So it's not just like a girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So those bids. So now if it's like a stupid, um, I don't know, my, my husband was, was trying to convince me to get a monkey and I was like, no. <laughs> so he'll show me monkey videos, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. If it's just like, like, you know, kind of a, a I, I don't want to, I don't want to be into the binary too much, but it's like a guy thing of some, I don't know, something that's not my humor. Yeah. Like but he wants me to see it. And so in my mind, I'm like, say yes, enter in because it matters to him. And the thing is, right, we know that the damaging effect of the opposite, yeah, which is, right, this distance, you don't care. I don't, I, why, why don't, why do I bother showing you? So those are like small things. I even, <laughs> and I know maybe we're going to talk about love languages later, but we, we were in a fight once and, um, I, we were both mad. This is a long time ago. We were both mad, but then um, when my husband got out of bed, he put my slippers right next to my bed for me. Now that's a whole nother deal because he thinks that if I don't wear slippers, that's how I get sick. And then we fought about that. Like I'm a grown <laughs> woman. If I'm going to wear slippers if I want to. But I knew him, right? That that was a big thing that he was like, I'm mad at you, but I still don't want you to be sick. Yeah. So that was a bid, right? It's a bid for connection. Um, and, and I had to take it, I had to take it, I had to wear the slippers, uh, because I knew that that was like, right. It's going to help us. That's so funny. A monk. I can't get over your husband wants a monkey. Oh yeah. 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 Well, we, yeah. I won't, I won't You're like, yeah. That, but yeah, that, that pretty much, I mean, that probably tells you all you need to know about our relationship. So what's, so when you're working with like couples and everything, I probably, you probably have so many stories. What's one of the most common mistakes you see people making in relationships? You know, I think it goes back to the listening. Mm. I really do. I mean, right. I think there's just, there's a lot of things that people do that are like, you did what? (laughs) Um, and I've seen people like get themselves out of their relationship in spectacular ways. Like I remember being an intern and my, you know, like my supervisor told me like, yeah, people will do some really wild things to just break themselves out of a relationship if they don't know how to actually do it. Right. True. So then you get some, some, some spectacular stories, but I think it really goes down to listening and we're really bad at that in our, in our society. Uh, and you know, we're, we're listening to respond. We're listening, thinking, right. And we have all these shortcuts, the brain, the brain does a great job of like shortcuts. It wants to go, it wants to go the same path, right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to think about new information. So we, we label people, right. Um, and we make all these shortcuts and assumptions that we know. And one of the simplest, and, and I do, 
at, tell couples to do this is to get out of, and we've done that as a couple, get out a pad of paper. And so if you're trying to work through a disagreement, you're actually taking notes because then it goes from the emotions, right? And inside your brain to you're actually writing it down. And then you have to say, you have to summarize. And it's not like a verbatim robot. Like there is no shortcuts in this. There yeah. is no shortcuts in really doing the work summarizing what they say and making sure you got it. And that gives your partner a chance um, to explain, or maybe you're not, maybe you're not hearing it. Well, I think you're really mad at this. No, actually that's not it. That's not the deeper part, right? So that gives us a chance to clarify. You can't know someone if you're not listening, you can't meet their needs. Um, And to be honest, I keep telling people, you have to be a curious person to be in a relationship. You need to be curious and interested. True. If you're not, it's hard to be a vibrant partner, honestly. It is. I have a question. This is totally not one of the questions I sent you, but I'm curious about your (laughs) expertise is. So me and my boyfriend, he doesn't like to talk at all. Very introverted. Like, if we're with a group of my friends, he will not say a word. It's just how he is. Like, he doesn't talk very much at all. So when we have disagreements in person, we don't, disagree very well like he shuts down and I want to talk things out to like not to like nauseam so what works for us and I don't know if it's healthy or not you can tell me is like sometimes we'll like give it like an hour but then we talk it out over text as weird as that is like we could be in the same house and we're still texting it out because it's the only way for us to get out exactly what the other person's saying and truly listening which is weird as fuck but like that's I don't know is that probably not the healthiest thing to do (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like it's working and so I really I'm just I'm not a believer anymore in anything that's so dogmatic or like this is the only way because how can it be we're all so different right even in the modalities of therapy I use they're not all gonna work on the same and I'll be like oh no like I just want to talk about it he's like well me writing it out to you helps me process it better and like think about what I want to say so it doesn't hurt your feelings or like it's to acknowledge what you said and then but then in my brain I'm like but I just want to talk. So but I have to compromise and text it out. But so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I think it sounds, it sounds like you guys are finding something that works for you. I do think, like I said, I, I, <laughs> I went like analog and said, get out a piece of paper <laughs> and write it. But, you know, and I think if someone's shy or has more social anxiety or is introverted, um, you know, there's a stat that like men, uh, I, I should have the numbers in my head, but it's like men have 5,000 words and women have 20,000 words a day. So, Fast. right. I think knowing too, like, I think if you are in a straight relationship, um, you really need your girlfriends, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. like, and they're, they're here for all your words mostly, right? Yeah. Like they're there to pro- process it, hash it out. I think you can ask him like his capacity. Like, I really feel like I need to just get this off my chest would that be okay like yeah would would that be okay or how much how much time do do you think you can have can you give me three minutes (laughs) yeah 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 because that that can be overwhelming or if someone has sensory issues or whatever it may be or they feel if he shuts down right that's that's basically the body um the Gottmans also use like a pulse um pulse oximeter whatever that thing is that that um you put on your finger to okay um, yeah yeah yeah. to measure your heart rate and so if you go over i think it's i think it's one 
Ah, sorry. You can you can edit this part off. Okay. <laughs> but if you go over a certain if you go over a certain heartbeat, you can't take information in, and that and that. Um, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. So that good, like at least twenty minutes. So if either of you have adrenaline going through your body, you're you're activated. Your nervous system needs at least twenty minutes. So it's great that you're saying let's take a break and let's come back to we it. Had so that's to, all really. Helpful. We had to learn about that because I'd get angry very fast. <laughs> sure yeah it's sure it's it's tricky it's tricky like you said it's not easy (laughs) so I so I ask people what's your goal if if you really want to be able to express your emotions and that's like that's all you that's what you're caring about the most then yeah like let that anger go if you're wanting you know to find a a resolution then there might be some other tools yeah. to employ in that situation. I like your I like your idea though too of like just taking notes that way you can re-acknowledge and recognize like the other person's needs too, which I think is important because it's not always it's not always reciprocated back. So if you start to reciprocate it back to them, maybe they can do it back to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another way to sort of I think it helps people feel like they have agency mm. or in, it engages their agency when they start to, that's why I say you can do some work by yourself. Yeah. Uh, when they start to model and actually do the actions that they want to see, they, yeah. they're modeling, yeah. right? That gives you a sense of control and agency. There's something I can do and I'm putting into the relationship what I would like to get out. And that's, that's and hard. Think, that's hard sometimes. Cause like, you don't want to recognize that in yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And that's like the, the famous joke or, um, what, 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 what the paradox of like couples counseling is yeah. that usually both think that they're there because of the other person. Yeah. <laughs> right and but it's it's a system so we both you both people feed into it right for sure when I was um checking out your website there before before we met um you talked about something that I was very intrigued about you said dating smarter and not harder can you talk about that a little bit more and kind of explain that sure so I'm gonna I know I'll talk about it more at the end but I have two I have two two small group coaching programs starting Mm -hmm. and I started with the dating one uh called mastering the dating game and we'll start that um later on in the year but then I had a lot of women and I think maybe you've said it I've said it in the past like that's it I need to take a break from dating I just need to be by myself I just focus on myself (laughs) boys suck (laughs) I just need to yeah boys I just need to focus on myself and I just thought, well, like, yeah, but there's certain things like I want to help women through that time, right? Yeah. So that's that's the first. So we're starting there. But going back to dating, I think we waste a lot of time. Oh. And women are very concerned about the clock, right? We have a biological clock inside. Uh, society has not helped any by putting so much pressure on you're sort of not really fully whole until you know, you're coupled up Mm -hmm. until someone wants you. And so there's just this panic and this pressure, especially if um, your peers, right, are, are going through those phases before you. And so I understand that I felt it myself. However, I want, I want you to look at time a little bit differently and see that it's really not when it comes because that's something we don't have control over true unless you are you know 
mail order, <laughs> you're getting the mail order catalog. You really have no control over when love finds you, you find love, mm-hmm. it happens. So what do you do in the meantime? And so I, you don't have control over the chronological time it happens, but I know a lot of women and men are in relationships far, far, far too long that they know are not working. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I mean, some people will admit that they knew it really wasn't a good idea from the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so same thing with dating. If you understand, and we're going to talk um, in that course a lot about attachment theory, direct communication, um, really listening in, centering yourself and what you want. I listen to so many women talk about how they're not even really cued into what they want or need, even on a date. They're so worried about pleasing and not being rejected or, or how uh, a guy might respond if yeah. they if they reject their advances, that they're really not cued into what they want. And there is like, you can't make a good decision about a, a partner if you are not cued into what you want. And so uh, an attachment theory really helps you just kind of look at like, oh, is that some is that some secure behavior? Is that some anxious yeah. behavior? Is that avoidant? Is there a mixture? What are my protest behaviors? What are my deactivation strategies? And so all of that can help you go like, oh, wait a minute. We're on the, we're, you know, we're on the secure avoidant roller coaster. This isn't good. Yeah. I, I, right. Or, or wow, that really is avoidant behavior. And I don't know if I really want this. Um, and some uh, like lots of other things and, and just creating a vision of love. So that's why I talk about dating smarter, not harder. Uh, So weeding out, like weeding out, weeding out and moving on quicker, which is hard too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of sensations in the body that happen, right? Because we're panicked. We have to find someone and maybe he was the one. No, he's not. Move on. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hold on to things way too long. I hear that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the time it's hard i i can empathize with all of it um but if you kind of also with direct communication and knowing that you can take a bit of your power like i say i help i help straight women date in the patriarchy we we can feel very powerless at times I, because yeah. things are set up you know for um for the man either to make the first move or for mm-hmm. us to make them you know happy yeah um i like what you mentioned because um like I still talk to somebody and see her I see her about like once every three weeks or so um and something that I've learned over the last year is you can't control like other people and like what they say or their actions or if they don't agree with something that you've done in your life like you can't control that and you mentioned not being able to control time and that is so true and I never thought of it that way like I've thought of like not controlling somebody else's thoughts or not being able to control somebody else's behavior like what they did that's not on you and like I've learned to be able to accept that but time i that one hit me. As soon as you said that, I was like, hmm, like that was good. That was weird. That was very well said. <laughs> good. I'm glad that's helpful. We talk about a skill called radical acceptance, that there's just a few options we have when something is happening that we really don't want to be happening. Yeah. Like I'm still looking for love or I'm not happy, um, you know, in my relationship. Um, we can do something to change it. We can change the way we see it. Mm-hmm. We can continue to protest against it, or we can radically accept it and reduce suffering. There's always suffering in the world. Yeah. Or, you know, there's always suffering. It is sad. And you've probably maybe learned this in therapy, but 
I'm like, therapy basics, everyone needs to know. It's the both and. Like, the both and. You can be desperately wanting to be loved and seen and held and cherished. And you can also accept that you can't control when that might happen. Mm -hmm. And so then let's look at the rest of your life and all the other things that make up life. And that's, that's, that's the funny that you mentioned that because he said today, I was like, I was like, um, what did I say to him? I was like, you're not showing that much affection. And he's like, well, we have sex more. We watch TV to get shows together more. Like we do this more, but you're focused on the one thing that you're not getting right now. So the fact that you just kind of said that, I'm like, fuck, now I have to go apologize. <laughs> <laughs> right. And okay, wait, do, do, can we do a little, yeah. can we do a little um, sort of role play yeah. on you and the yeah. situation? Okay, perfect. So thinking, putting yourself in your um, partner's shoes okay. If he thought he wasn't getting an, enough affection and you had sort of stepped it up in all these other areas, how might you want to hear that your partner has been showing affection? Uh, no. How would you want to hear from your partner that he still isn't getting enough affection? I'd be like, oh, well, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, like what more do you want sort of thing? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I can see like I can put myself in his shoes I get that and then it's hard for me to for a second like step back and then he's like he was like uh go back and read your text read what you just said like we're gonna focus on this now and I'm like huh and now you just said it so I'm like fudge (laughs) (laughs) well look we all we all have a natural defense mechanism right yeah um those things go straight up they go straight up and that's I don't know that right? Whatever level of enlightenment. Like, I think that that's just natural. It's all natural when someone says, you're not doing this or like, it's like danger, danger. They're saying you're not good enough. So bam, the walls go up. Mm -hmm. And I think we're trying to, we're trying to go over that, you know, that red laser (laughs) that's always in like, you know, a James Bond movie or whatever, right? Like we're trying to get over the alarm system and actually communicate something to them. Right. So, um, the Gottmans talk about, um, putting your uh, complaint uh, instead of contempt, talk about your complaint in a more positive way. So like how? Well, so, and then we, you, we all know the sandwich method, right? And we've had a boss that has like compliment. Uh, I'm a know, teacher. Thinking, That's what we have, how we have to give feedback to. <laughs> okay. So, you know, yeah. so you can pack you this from work and like, Hey babe, like I see that we're having more sex. We're having more tv time we're having doing this more of this i really appreciate that and also i'm noticing that i really want more affection and so i feel so good when uh maybe one of my love languages is is you know physical um, touch oh my gosh my husband calls it touches of affirmation and now i don't know no words words. of affirmation (laughs) words of affirmation but yeah physical touch right that's the that's the physical touch he calls it some weird thing physical touch like yeah wow like is it possible to get some more of that too or how can we make that work I like how you said that because that was that's a much more nice nicer way of saying it than I did today well it just may, it probably makes defense it could yeah make some defenses no up, you're right? right you're right and then when someone comes to you that way you're definitely prone to be more defensive back to them so I, I get that and I'm gonna I'm gonna use that I should probably yeah. do what I teach more than in my real life than just at school 
Listen, listen. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not perfect in my communication <laughs> by any, you know, by any stretch. Um, but we're, we're all trying, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's the thing. We all get triggered. We all get defensive. Yeah. We all sort of get um, activated and we're out of that window of tolerance where we're thinking clearly and pausing and mm -hmm. what's the best, what's the most effective thing in this moment, right? You yeah. have to be in that window of tolerance in your nervous system to be able to do that. And you've enlighten me so already this is like the best conversation <laughs> you were talking of um you you were mentioning love languages though and that's something else I wanted to touch on and it's funny because before um right before we started on air there you were like are you sure we want to talk about this and I'm like yeah we'll talk about it so you brought up a good point um do you want to tell yeah. me what your point was before sure. we get yeah, into the conversation you. I, I talk about love languages a lot because I've seen it. I've mm -hmm. seen it in, in my own relationship, how we're trying to show each other love in just very different ways. Yeah. And we also like, we speak different languages. Like my husband is, you know, from a different country. And so it's just funny. I have that in my mind. Like, yep. Yeah, it's like, we're trying to talk different, uh, speak different languages yeah. to each other. Yeah. Just a colleague the other day said like, Oh, you know, mentioned that the author or the uh, creator of love languages that, that, theory um, had said a lot of um, hurtful homophobic things and so I haven't had a chance to research that or do anything but I guess I just want to put that disclaimer out as yeah. we talk because we want to just be sensitive to everyone for sure and like when you we were talking prior to going on air like I didn't know that either so I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that because I can do my research on that as well because um, I do have the love sure. language book too and I, I do believe in it as well so that's something that definitely we can both learn from um, yeah, but with that, I was like, I don't even know if anybody yeah. else talks about it, right? Yeah. So that's sort of a little bit of a quandary, or maybe there's just a disclaimer, like, you know, no, like we sure. put on old movies now, you know. <laughs> um, but there's something very real about it mm -hmm. that we do tend to and right let me also put another disclaimer like everything's like all of this stuff is made up it's not a it's not a blood test yep. like it's all theory and like personality tests some people are like oh that's 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 been proven not to be true and things change but you know what if it helps you organize yourself or like organize how you see yourself or like oh that's that makes sense yeah. why this behavior now I, I liken it back to um like our nervous systems and sort of the fight flight or freeze mm -hmm. you know and when we can send this feeling or this sensation to our prefrontal cortex, then we can reason with it, we can understand it, and we can put it into context. So I like to say, imagine there's a noise at nighttime and you're alone in the house and it's just a noise. You don't know what it is, but you're on alert because it could be the worst, right? Yeah. And until you kind of look around and find, oh, oh, what? my washing machine is making this weird noise it never did or that was a bird then you right that that sends it to your prefrontal mm -hmm. cortex and then you can think about it and like okay i don't have to be afraid of the bird it's probably not going to get inside my house it's not a burglar so um i think just that's why understanding things and kind of just having a rationale is really really helpful for sure do you kind of i've heard this thing before about love languages like and how people perceive them like for example, my two love languages are physical touch and words of affirmation, and my partner's could be something different. I'm pretty, he just, he's done, like, the little quiz thingy, and I can't remember what he said they were, but when you're, when you're showing love to the other person, you have to show their love languages, not your own love languages, even though that's what you want, and I feel like when I've read about it, like, a lot of people will show the love languages that they want, and then it's not getting acknowledged by their partner because that's not their love languages. Like, do you, do you agree with that? 
Yeah, I think we we have a natural tendency to love people the way we want it. We're very yeah. <laughs> we're very self focused, right? So uh, quality time. So if a friend, um, I don't know, had a baby or you know had a surgery, my first since since uh, quality time is my, probably one of my strongest ways I feel loved. Uh, I would probably say, oh, you want to come over? You need some company. Mm-hmm. I'm less of a gifts or acts of service. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking about cleaning their house. Same. Like, so, like, like the best thing I have to offer them is my time, my quality time, right? <laughs> and that might not be what they want. They're like, for the love of God, please, like, somebody come clean my house or, like, make me yeah. a meal or hold my baby, whatever. So I, I think it's just really, it's self-mastery. Like, it's understanding yourself. Yeah. And I think that you, we can think that they're small things, but they're not. I see it in my own relationship. My husband's a very acts of service um, and physical touch, but acts of service and words of affirmation, like they're so foreign to him. Um, so he started out with like, I said, cards are really important to me. And everyone in my life tells me, you always pick out the most perfect card. I cry or I laugh. It's perfect. I'm like, it's because words are important to me, words mm-hmm. of affirmation. So I told my husband, I need a card. And at the beginning, he's like, why? You're going to throw it away. I'm like, I want words. Like, I want you to matter. write words. It matter. I just want to read it. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. want to get it. I want to read it. Yeah. I want to say, I want to know how you feel yeah. about me. Uh, and yeah. so <laughs> the first one was like, like a really like a jokey one that was kind of funny but I was like okay I see what you did there and the second card was like it was like a three foot card I'm like ah okay like in concrete ways you're buying me the biggest card you could find <laughs> we're still trying to work on that but uh you know one time I was really overwhelmed by something and I was crying and I was so distraught and he looked me in the eyes and he's like I'm gonna go buy your favorite soup and just left <laughs> just exited the building and like I know that like feeling those feelings probably wasn't very um didn't feel too great to him but if I didn't know about love languages I would have thought this guy like he just abandoned me yeah you know like of course I wanted I want I would it would have been nice to have someone to talk through or Mm -hmm. like right like I think I probably got a short hug and then it was like let me go (laughs) I was like ah okay he's trying so that's another way like even if your partner is trying to love you in a in a different way than you want at least seeing the effort right yeah and I think most relationships, there's still a chance if, if the two of you are making an effort, even if it's not totally miss, uh, hitting the mark. Yeah, I agree with that. I think effort's a huge thing. Like you mentioned, especially if it's not the one you want or the one you're looking for, like you still have to acknowledge that they're putting an effort because you could be with somebody who's not. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, if, if my uh, husband couldn't give me quality time, if he could never get, if he couldn't ever put his phone away, right? And I know that that's a big yeah thing now or actually (laughs) the other day he was traveling and I was telling him something that happened we hadn't talked in like you know the whole day and I'm telling him a story of something really funny that happened and in the middle of it he says oh do you want to know what I'm reading in the news I'm like you're not supposed to be reading the news I am talking to you you're supposed to just listen to my story (laughs) how how are you reading the news right now so right like I, I, I really, I went through times where I really felt very unloved yeah. because he was traveling for work so much because um, he has ADD and goes into that hyper-focus mm-hmm. where 
um, I he's really not present. Um, and if I don't get some one-on-one -on -one time, same thing. I mean, I think a lot of people talk about not being touched much by their partner yeah. and that makes them feel loved. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I, I really do think that whatever we want to call it or I don't know, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's really, it's real. It's real. I think so too. And like, I haven't talked about it much, so I wanted to kind of get your little expertise and professional thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, but I do have two more questions for you before I let you go. Sure. Um, first one, uh, what's the best relationship advice you've ever gotten? <sighs> the sigh. <laughs> I know because because I forgot my answer because I was like, man, well, okay, you asked me what's the biggest mistakes and what's the best advice, and I guess I want to say, well, okay, okay, people. <laughs> You're like, listen up. <laughs> what I think is hard about advice is that it's very people-specific. So I oh. always say, um, like, if, if I use examples in my own life, I'm like, I'm not teaching you out of that. I'm not saying because this worked for me, do it. I'm teaching you out of my psychology degree yeah. and all this great research and the work before me, right? So I think you always have to take advice with a grain of, for of, sure. of salt. Yeah. Um, I know my mom, when I got married, you know, everybody in my, I think, bridal book wrote like an advice and hers was like, pick your battles. And I think that was a really good one for someone like me where I'm like, but everything is important. And so it's like, sometimes it's just like, eh. I agree with that oh, one. Well. I 100% oh, agree well. with that one. I live by that one sometimes. <laughs> and, and honestly, it feels a little bit um, like disingenuous. Like, mm. am I right? Like, no, but like it, it feels hard to do that. If I in the beginning it felt hard. Now it's like this is just how you survive. Yeah, and I think right, with kids, that's that you know people will say the same thing. Like pick your battles. Sometimes it's just not worth it, and not everything is about a fight. Not 100%. everything has to be processed and talked about, right? Like, yeah. no, it doesn't. Um, the other thing, though, so so I'd say advice too. I'd say is go get some new tools like if we're if, if the relationship isn't working if you're if you're stuck don't don't just like well this is how i am oh that's about that's one that, oh this is just how i am no you are being ineffective mm. in your relationship like i think that we need to normalize going and learning a new tool a new tool mm -hmm. or a new skill and getting newer levels of higher levels of education in how to nurture a relationship and keep it strong i love that so i'm always i'm always learning yeah. like even professionally like i just i finished school got my bachelor's in education finished that i was like well i'm gonna do more school so i got like specialists in health and phys ed then i was like okay well i need to do more stuff so now i'm doing my uh mental health and addiction certificate like i just i agree with that so doing the same thing in your relationship i feel like that's very important so that's a good point the other so can i say one yeah. more that i think i've found myself telling people a lot lately and i think i've, I've heard a few different like marriage experts say the same thing in a different way is that um you over like a marriage or a partnership or a long-term relationship you'll be married to like six or seven different mm -hmm. versions or different people right different yeah. versions of person and so I guess in that I'll say the relationships that I see weathering those are ones that are tied together by like elastic mm 
if you see two people in sort of like an elastic band and not some kind of like tight seatbelt on like a carnival ride that you know straps you in real tight you can't move if you can if you can see the binds the ties that bind you as elastic so that each of you has room to move and grow and stretch and change then the relationship can continue and i think if if it's not and I know this is hard for many people with religious beliefs that say otherwise, but there's a lot of suffering that goes yeah. on in relationships when people have just changed too much. Yeah. And again, it's something that we really can't control. You can't control your other partner. And so how can, right, how, and there's just sometimes the, the two people have changed too much. And can we, can we expect that we're all going to change? Yeah. <laughs> right. We're all yeah. going to change. I, that's that's awesome. Um, one more for you. I always like to end my shows with this question, um, just because I I've mentioned it a couple times. I am writing uh, a book, and at the end of every chapter, uh, I talk about I give advice to myself based on kind of what that chapter was about and what I wish I knew when I was then, because it's kind of stuff that's all happened to me like in my early twenties. Even though I'm only twenty seven, but it's fine. Um, so I like to ask everybody else. Um, Two, to kind of get their thoughts. If you could go back and tell 20-year-old Valerie anything, what would you tell her? I would tell her that your worth is not based on how fast you get chosen Ooh. by a romantic partner. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> There's such pressure on, on especially straight women to get chosen first. And yeah. there's something wrong with you. It's like being picked you... last in elementary school gym class. Like it really is. I did. I had a vision, like I had a, I had this picture of myself, like, like a doll on a shelf that just like, it, it kept getting marked down or like, you're just, yeah, very nervous that you're not going to get chosen at all and that sets you up for so much of like oh yeah just all this head games am I good enough is something wrong with me yep. so your worth is not determined by how and when someone chooses you that's you literally hit my heart with that one that one is that one was so that one was so good and so deep that was a very well said um where can I find you where can the listeners find you tell me everywhere you are <laughs> yes so my website is so this is love.club. You don't have to just have a dot com. I found that out. Uh, I thought that was cute. So this is love.club. Uh, you can uh, go on there. You can um, find some free free resources on there. Um, how to work with me. I have just a few individual slots. Um, I'm on Instagram at at so this is love.club i've been trying to get talked into um being on tiktok but that's um <laughs> that's for another day <laughs> uh you can go on my website sign up for my newsletter and just get little little love bites little little tips uh in your inbox awesome. um and i'd love to talk real quickly yeah. about the program that's coming up it's called reset yourself for love I just, I want to help young women who are on their love journey. I started thinking about the other day and I'm like, I want to be your tour guide for your single seasons, right? I just talked about like, yeah. we don't, we don't um, have control over that. And 
I think a certain group of people don't want women to know that it's really great to be single sometimes, right? <laughs> Everyone loves a solo. I always loved it when I got a solo in choir. It's your time. So I want to be like your concierge, your fairy godmother, Aww. your doula, whatever it is on your journey to finding love because this shit is hard. We all need support. And I've just found that centering yourself, uh, learning more about yourself, like what what kind of love has left a mark on you in the past yeah. and um, creating a vision of love um, that's palpable, that you can see yourself in it. What do you actually, how do you want to feel? What kind of um, space do you want to create? And then what kind of person would be good to be in that with you? And the other part of that is really just realizing that you can have a rich, full life at any season because I even have single seasons inside my marriage and we there's something that we cannot control and so I think let's reclaim that let's have rich full lives uh beyond romance as well that's amazing and we and can let's get you ready for it <laughs> I love that and we can sign up for that on your website Yes, awesome. and even you can go to my website uh, and check the free tab, and you can download um, some tips on the first step you can take to reset yourself that's, for love. That's so amazing. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your conversation. And it just this was a really enlightening conversation. I'm literally going to hang up with you and go apologize to my boyfriend because I was a jerk today yes. <laughs> that I recognize. So <laughs> – Thank you for that. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for sharing with everybody. And um, we will keep in touch. I'm going to shoot you a follow and we're going to keep in touch. So. I love it. Right. Thank you so much, Shelby. Thank you, Valerie. Take care. She's such a sweetheart. Oh, Valerie's so sweet. And she's so, like, intuitive and uh, we agree on a lot of the same things. She definitely taught me a lot. Like the fact that I have to apologize sometimes for my reactions to things when you're in a relationship, which is tricky to do, right? Like you don't like to own your, your shit basically. Um, so that's, that can be tricky, but I like how, how she worded it, right? And how she, she talked about like, how do I, how do I say this? I like how she talked about um, the way we behave and the way we act around others and, and the way that can affect our relationship. And it really makes you reflect and think. You're like, hey, am I acting this way in my relationship? Did I say something like this that maybe could be hurtful? Like, and just being empathetic to the fact that there is two people in the relationship and how you might behave or how you might react, like, might not... Mm, the other person might not feel so good when they're when they're kind of getting the your your reactions, right? So putting yourself in the other in the other person's shoes and trying to understand from their perspective because if they did that to you, you know you'd be like, "What the fuck? Go away!" So like just the the way that Valerie was able to help me kind of realize that in myself, um, I think is great because I'm always down to learn to be a better version of myself right so um and yeah she's just she's just a sweetheart so go follow all her stuff guys um share share this episode um go visit her page uh to get more information because she's just literally just a uh vault of information about relationships and love and stuff so yeah and anyway uh have a great week everybody 
and we will chat next week. Take care.